Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Playing on the Edge Radio is with Megan Edge. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to do this show with her. Hi, Megan. Hi, Pat. How are you doing today? You know, actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting because you and I were chit-chatting a little bit before the show. Mm -hmm. And I said something to you like, you know, usually when my astrology friends and folks email me all about the moons and the cycles, I'm like excited about a new moon. This one, when I got this one, um, and I love the people I work with, they first this time gave me the news that you don't want to hear, but then they gave me the punchline. (laughs) And so when I think about playing on the edge, that's literally kind of what we've been doing with playing on the edge we've been mm-hmm. presenting information we've talked about some things that are really at some point a little controversial but you know it's in order for us to present a case for people to find what they are seeking and if they can't then they can work with you um but when you're saying on the edge of everything you have a very special meaning for today's show and i think you should share how we got to it we had so much fun getting to this one. And I think we were actually on the, we were on the call for about an hour and a half. We were. Yeah. Looking at everything that's going on in the world right now and how impactful all of these events are globally. Even if you're not in the country where things are happening, it's still impactful because there's this ambient understanding and awareness that we have of, of all of it. And as we started looking at how could we encapsulate some of this, it became really evident to me that we weren't going to be able to do the show on just something or one thing about what's going on in the world right now. We really needed to look at everything and and really go into a big picture understanding coming from the micro vision of what, of what each of us is experiencing all the way out to the macro and what is what is going on and start asking some questions that maybe we haven't touched on yet along the lines of what is the spiritual meaning of this, for example, you know, is what is the bigger picture? Who's benefiting from the things that are happening on the planet today? And, and how are each of us navigating it and managing it and trying to stay sane in all of it? Yeah. And so really it's, we're on the edge of everything right now. (laughs) Yeah. I got to tell you the funniest thing happened in the last show, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I always make sure when I'm doing these shows, especially like with you and Colette was on before, I change my internet. So I unplug from my cable, right, which is a coax cable, mm-hmm. and I Wi-Fi to my fiber in the other room. And I forgot to do it. And I don't know, like six, seven minutes into it, done. Everything's freezing. So it stopped. <laughs> And then when I came back on, right, and I, I switched, 
my TV automatically came on. And on the TV was Joyce Meyer. Now, Joyce Meyer is known in the world for, a, you, you know, fantastic storyteller, but she is a Christian leader. Um, and she came on the TV. And I thought about this. She was talking about uh, Philippians 4.11, right? And I had to look it up because whenever my TV comes on and I don't know where my remote control is, like it just came on. Mm-hmm. I had to stop. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about this and I thought about we're going to be talking about on the edge of everything. So on the edge of everything, playing on the edge, radical change with ease, Joyce Meyer, Philippians 4.11, 4.16, verse 7, how to be content. Uh-huh. And I thought, thank mm. you for that message. Right. Because what you're talking about is literally people feel like they are on the edge of everything. Mm-hmm. I think every day that's what people are experiencing. And what I'm hearing back from clients now that I'm seeing clients again and friends and family is, is how exhausted we all are. And I, and I think we, were, we talked about this last month as well, that truly we're trying to navigate a whole new way of communicating with one another and not just on these platforms like Zoom or Skype, but also in our day-to-day interactions, you know, trying to figure out what are the protocols in one store to the other? Is it okay to stand four feet apart or is it six feet or is it 10 feet? You know, what, walking on proverbial eggshells, hoping that we're behaving appropriately and correctly for the whatever the current um, needs are. And then also watching as tempers are flaring you know, frustrations are coming to the surface. We're seeing, we saw that that awful incident in France where a man ends up dying because he's a bus driver and he says, you have to wear your mask. That's what the new, you know, that's what the new protocol is. And and as we watch all of this happen, it, it impacts us on that, on our own micro level. And so for you to receive a message today about contentment in such a very visceral way, it really does come down to this question of how are we doing? How are we managing at the individual level? We, as individuals, and when we look at what's going on in the world, we can often go to a place of feeling powerless, feeling very sad, feeling the grief that other, everyone's experiencing, feeling bewildered by what's happening. And so we start to seek an answer or answers that make sense to us. I had to ask about this, um, and I had to ask about this in light of the bus driver. I had to ask about this. I asked both in a spiritual way, but I also asked some people I work with. I have a bunch of coaches, and at times I've come to you for help, and my God, an hour and a half on a call, don't you think we're talking about a few things? (laughs) But there are some things to me, it doesn't matter how many years a person goes to school, There are just some things to me that bring tears to my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I, and I ask a question that says, my mom used to tell us we're better than this. This is what she used to say to us Mm -hmm. girls all the time. Mm -hmm. If something came up, she would say, you're better than that, Pat. You're don't do it. Mm -hmm. Joyce, you're better than that. Doris, you're better than that don't join in, don't react, don't sell drugs, don't, you're better than that. And she would go off and talk about that. Mm -hmm. I start to wonder that on days 
where a bus driver, after asking someone to wear a mask, I have to wonder how severe, Megan, being on the edge of everything really is. Now, mm-hmm. I know astrologically, this new moon is going to come in as if we have a army stomping at us to keep moving, work harder, get mm. through it all. I know that's what this moon is. But today, we've got to think about what's in our hearts so we can heal whatever being on the edge of everything is about. Absolutely. And I feel that if we can allow ourselves to give purpose and meaning to the things that are happening around us and to us, and not just what's happening right now in the world and has been for the last six months, but in our entire lives. I was with a client the other day and we were looking at how could she, how could she shift and release the heaviness that she was experiencing from a lifetime of doing things for other people and taking on other people's burdens and making them her own. And we came to this beautiful meditation of non-attachment that was created for her specifically in that moment. And it really taps into this Buddhist idea of, of not attaching ourselves emotionally to things in our surroundings, like the pebble we picked up from the beach or the vase that our grandmother gave us or that favorite sweater, but also not attaching to the behaviors of other people, not taking them on as our own. But really what was so fascinating about this meditation as it came through for her mm-hmm. is that um, when we look at our at our container, our backpack, whatever it is, our satchel that we think that we put everything in that we're mm-hmm. carrying, you know, that burden that we're carrying, equally in energy, there is value to the positive events that happen in our lives. And there is value to what we consider to be the negative events in our lives. And it's actually the same value. So for her, the exercise was to release all of it, all of it. So the traumatic experiences that she'd had in her life, equally to release the positive and uplifting experiences that she'd had in her life, to release the attachment that she had to them, and to release the idea that one was less than the other, that in fact, they were all of equal value, and none of them made her who she is. So in order for her to release the burdens she was carrying, she had to release all of it. It was it was so beautiful and so transformative. And as I was going through this with her, I was, I was really sending that message out as far and as wide as I could energetically. Because what I'm seeing happening, especially with what's going on right now and the intensity with what people are experiencing in the world today, is that we are attaching energetically and emotionally to the experiences of others and making them our own. And on the one hand, compassion and empathy is a really beautiful experience to have for someone else's, what someone else is going through. But where it becomes problematic for us is when we absorb their experiences and we carry it with us when it isn't ours to carry. So that release work is, is all around recognizing and acknowledging like that awful incident that happened in France to really mm-hmm. feel in your heart for that family and, and for that man and for the community. And then to take that breath and step away from it because you still have to live your life and you still have to show up for the people in your life. And so you can be in empathy with someone else and you can maintain your own energetic boundary 
so that you can take care of yourself and the people who are immediately in front of you. And so again, it comes back to that, the micro view of the individual and the macro view of what's happening in the world and how we can have an, a positive effect on that without taking on the burdens of the world, because that doesn't serve us, nor does that make us effective in the world. You know, it's interesting too, Megan, and I want to talk to you about this when we come back, because we are talking about on the edge of everything, right? Mm -hmm. uh, on the edge of guilty pleasures, conspiracy, on the edge. And the question really is, there is so much going on. Where do we want to put our energy? And then there are some things that our energy is drawn to for a reason, for a purpose. And, you know, I was struck by um, the widow of the bus driver um, mm -hmm. in France. And, you know, I was, I was struck by how succinctly she reflected the, let me just say, energy mm -hmm. of millions of people around this. And what she said was shocking to me. When we come back, I want to share that. It was shocking but in, in a strange way for me, I was right there with her. Let's mm. take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. This is Playing on the Edge. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm here with Megan. When we come back, we're going to be talking about, you know, what does this mean? Let's take a look at some of those guilty pleasures. What are they? You know, and is not wearing a mask one of them? I'm not. Megan's going to talk about that one. I want to talk about <laughs> something else. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into The Energy Paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The Energy Paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative and earth-shattering way to live, work and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Pat. If you're like me, you're a woman business owner. Let me introduce you to the High Heeled Go-Givers. 
This community of women business owners are there. They are in it to win it for you, to uplifting and transforming the lives of women throughout our community. To find out more, to meet them, you want to go visit highheelgogivers.org and tune in to listen to what they're about to say to you on my show. If you struggle with fear and anxiety, you know how powerless and stuck these emotions can make you feel. You've tried everything, but nothing helped you overcome these blocks. Dr. Friedman Schaub, award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, created a special program which helped thousands of his clients to become healthy, happy, and confident again. Learn how to eliminate negative self-talk, let go of your emotional baggage, and replace limiting beliefs. With Dr. Friedman's accelerated program, you can break through your challenges. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Yep. We're back, Megan. Megan Edge. Megan, before we kind of talk about uh, being on the edge of everything, right on the edge of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this really got born out of you and I did, spending 90 minutes talking about what should we talk about? <laughs> talk about um, everything. <laughs> and, but, but we are yeah. on the edge of everything. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that, it's not on the edge of everything bad. I'm not <laughs> saying that. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. We're yeah. on the edge of the next great idea. Yeah. You know, we're on the edge of people that are coming out, they're 13 or 14 years old, and they're coming up with new ideas. We're on the edge of people figuring out how to help other people, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we're on the edge of new discoveries, right? We're on the edge of getting a custom mask that has a quote from Einstein on it, really. I mean, I never thought (laughs) I'd even say that. But before we uh, continue, how do people, first of all, find out about what you're doing and how to work with you, uh, all of the above? You can find me all over the place. Uh, You can certainly go to our website, which is meganedge.ca. And we are in the midst right now of putting a new website together, which is very exciting, looking at a whole new look and a whole new direction, a lot more online programs that I'm going to be offering people, more self-directed, self-growth programs coming out of the teachings that I've done over the last dozen years or so, uh, and also out of the programs that I run. So I've been pulling out modules from the the big program, the year-long program that I have, and creating smaller bites that people can work with on their own. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. We also have a fabulous YouTube channel at Megan Edge Healing on YouTube. And there are a ton of videos and self-help and visualizations. All my workshops that I've ever held are all have all been recorded and are on there. So there's lots of materials and resources on the YouTube channel, and we would love for people to go there and subscribe and become part of our community that, that we're putting together, that we're creating out of all of these amazing teaching experiences and learning experiences. Awesome. Yeah. You know, part of this is really what happens when we all step up in mm-hmm. a sense and we look at what's going on in the world, right? Mm-hmm. and we have to make a decision now and these are the decisions but really mm-hmm. when we are we're looking at projecting out front there's a lot of things we are really on the edge of let's talk mm-hmm. about what some of these things are right you know but, for you what do we take for granted well I love what you just said about making decisions and I think that this is where for a lot of people the exhaustion is coming from is that there, we're having to make decisions throughout the day that we never had to make before And we talk about taking for granted. Well, I used to take it for granted that I could walk into my grocery store and I could have my family with me if we all wanted to go grocery shopping together. And we could go up and down the aisles and we could spend as much time as we wanted to. And 
we didn't have to make a decision before walking into the store of whether or not it was necessary to put a mask on or whether we were going to like what we were what were we going to do if we ran into somebody we knew because initially of course we would give a hug at least up here we would do that we were very huggy people up here but now we have to make that conscious decision am i going to give this person a hug or am i not is it okay to give this person a hug or is it not i'm going to ask them are you hugging you know or am i going to ask them are you okay are you healthy before i go in for the hug there's all these decisions that we're having to make on a daily basis that we never had to make before. But it also comes down to choice and, and free will to a certain extent. The choices that we make, we're making them based on what we're being directed to for our own safety and to keep us as healthy as possible. I mean, that's, that's where these directives are coming from. It's the intention for us to be safe. So we are paying attention to that and then at the individual level, at least up here, we still have the choice whether, for example, we were talking about the masks before we went to break, uh, whether or not we're going to wear a mask. Like if, we, if you go into the shops up here, many stores have a, a signs up that say it's highly recommended, but it's not law. So you can't say you're not, you're not welcome in our store if you're not wearing a mask up here. The decision is still being given to the individual. And so you get lots of people, yes, wearing masks and lots of people not wearing masks for a variety of reasons. But if you told me six months ago, we were going to be having a conversation about whether or not I should be wearing a mask and what kind of mask I should be wearing and where I should be wearing it, I wouldn't have a clue what you were talking about, <laughs> you know, and, and, and now it's becoming, um, it's becoming about, to, to a certain extent, some of the shaming that we're seeing going on, some of the citizens on patrol, citizens watching other citizens and, and, and there's the judging and then there's the expectation and there's, there's all of that. And it, it becomes a lot to deal with in a day. And then like, like you said, what about all the amazing things that are happening? What about all the innovations, the inventions, the entrepreneurial spirit that we're seeing people engaging in? It's really quite extraordinary that we are able to, yes, we can see all the, the really difficult things that are happening and the painful things that are happening. And we can also turn our attention to who, who are the heroes. And we talked about that in one of our recent episodes. Who are the individuals who are stepping up and stepping out and yeah. showing up in a, yeah. in a different way? So they're on the edge of something else. They're on the edge of innovation they're on the edge of new ideas or new behaviors or new ways of being of service, which is really quite remarkable. Yeah. You know, my dad used to tell a story um, whenever I could get him to sit down long enough to tell this story. Mm. Um, we hardly ever saw my dad. And I remember my uncles coming over, uh, my uncle Al, my aunt Frances, you know, that side, my dad's side of the family all coming over. And, um, and I remember them getting into a conversation and my, my aunt Frances and my, uh, and my aunt Frances and her husband were military. They served, they were in world mm. war II. My uncle Al, uncle Ralph, I called him, um, military. Right. And I remember this conversation with them 
and you know kind of my dad did not serve right mm. and i remember this conversation from when i was young right i must have been a teenager but the punchline to the conversation was talking about a time in their lives where they felt on the edge of everything mm -hmm. now they didn't say that we're saying that right but when I hear them talk about it, and I hear them talk about, yeah, that's why I married your aunt. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know if I was going to come home. I mean, they, they had a funny way to do it. Yeah. But when I got older, and I would talk to them about that experience, especially my uncle, he really couldn't talk mm -hmm. about what the real edge was. Mm -hmm. And I think what we are doing now is we have so many people having so many different experiences <clears throat> and you know it's like they say who can i talk with mm -hmm. you know what can i do you know who can i talk with that will actually listen to me mm -hmm. um and this is really the service that you provide in helping people because sometimes they just want to be witnessed they don't want us to fix them Mm -hmm. right yeah they want us to be able to say the best and the worst right yeah. yeah we have something else going on that you talk about there is a lot of shaming going on mm -hmm. and I, I you gotta help me understand that little guilty pleasure there well that's interesting that that we could see that as a guilty pleasure perhaps for some people it is now it's interesting I just started to reread the Celestine prophecy do you remember that wonderful book yes I have read it, I don't even know how many times, a dozen times, 15 times. And just the other day, I picked it up again and thought, okay, time to read it again. Let's just see where this is coming from. And one of the insights, I think it's the third insight, is about power and control and the dynamics within relationships, not only relationships between individual people, but relationships between governments, relationships between countries, and asking that very question, you know, why what what is the pleasure that some people get derive from being in charge or being in control or using tactics like shaming to to um, moderate behavior around them what is the energetics that they receive from that and from the perspective of that particular story and this idea of energy it's really about the person who is in control and in charge is pulling energy from the person that they are shaming or manipulating or making feel small and that's how they feed themselves because they don't have an internal compass that guides them to their own sense of self so they they feel like they have to get it from others and it's learned behavior this is what the the theory is that it's and psychology talks about this too it's a learned behavior it comes from family of origin you know it comes from the tribal um understanding of belonging and inclusiveness and us and them and otherness and and oneness and how how that religion or how that culture sees these concepts and then demonstrates them at the home front and then each person each generation takes it out into the world and either repeats the old patterns or breaks away from the old patterns and and goes somewhere else you know has an awakening or a moment of huh I don't think I like this. I don't like how it feels when it's done to me. And I don't want to be doing it to somebody else. 
Yeah. We, we had an experience up here. Uh, we're on main Island right now. Yeah. At the very beginning of all of this, there were two experiences. One was the very first time I went into the grocery store, uh, just as, as this, like two weeks bef- after the shutdown or whatever it was. And I didn't know what the, what the rules were. Nobody knew what the rules were. There weren't really any rules yet. And one of the cashiers just tore a strip off me because I stood too close to the, the, um, the counter. And she kept pushing me back, like not, not physically, but energetically pushing me yeah. back, like step back, step back. And she was angry and I was totally confused. I thought, I, I, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? And she said, there's a sign, read the sign. Well, the sign is flat on the counter and I'm standing up. I can't see the sign. And, and I finally, you know, I got out of there and I was shaking. I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I just did something wrong. And I didn't even realize I was doing it wrong. And, and in that moment, she was the, she was shaming me for my behavior when there was no protocol yet in place. And I, I went, I reflected on that experience and thought, okay, but this is probably how she usually is with people. This isn't special to me. It's nothing I did in particular. It's not personal. This is actually who she was before this all happened. And, and that part of her personality has been accelerated yeah. by the ambient anxiety that we're all experiencing. Yeah. There's and no question the, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the second incident was a, a culture, like a community shaming on the Facebook page. Oh that one person in the community decided to use that platform to be very vocal about behaviors he saw that he felt were inappropriate at the time. This is week three and we were all outside. Anyways, I won't go into all the details about it, but there was these two very clear examples of public shaming or community shaming for behaviors that nobody even knew we were supposed to be doing yet. I mean, it was so early on in all of this. These, these same individuals probably haven't changed much in the last six months. They're likely still engaging in that behavior. The thing about it is I get to choose how I respond to that. So having had those two experiences, I recognize, well, I sure didn't like how that felt. So I'm going to prepare myself for how do I want to respond the next time something like that happens? Yeah. Because it will happen again. We were just talking about it this morning. And, um, you know, there's an expression that I've used. I know when the four horsemen are going to show up in my personality and my attitude. You know, I know when they're going to show up, when, you know, that part of who those four horsemen are. We've seen images of the four horsemen. But when they start to show up in my personality and, you know, I've had to learn a few tools along the way and especially today and it's funny because myself Jessica and Linda were talking about this and I said you know I have a personal observation to share with you and I said you know I forgot that if I can catch what I'm about to it feel Mm. if I can catch it at that point and go to my quick go-to which for me, it's thank you, God. When I start to mm. feel that, I don't care what it is. I, that's me. Thank you, God. Mm. Thank you, spirit. Thank you, goddess. Mm. Whatever that is, I go to the energy of that to stop it because gratitude and fear cannot coexist. Mm-hmm. And I tried to prove that wrong over my lifetime. <laughs> but if we don't have that tool, and I'm not perfect, you know, if I don't use a tool, 
and mm-hmm. I know you've got a bag of them, mm-hmm. but if I don't use it, by the time I get to three seconds into it, I'm already now into a story of it. Right. And if I get to, by the time I get to six seconds of it, I'm already now creating an entire scenario about it. And if I get to 17 seconds, I have now learned a new way for my fear to rule my life. Mm. And, and, you know, I just feel for now that this show that we decided to do on the edge of everything when we come back is to say, this is not about telling people what to feel or not feel or what's right or what's wrong, but how much of your energy and power would you like to give away for a future consequence that may devastate you and change your life? Mm-hmm. Whether you're the bus driver or the four people that brutally attacked them, yeah. everybody's life is changed, not yes. for the better. What can we do so that if you are on the edge of everything, mm-hmm. you know how to go from that everything to something that will get you to a place of contentment and joy or not? And when we mm-hmm. come back, that's the journey Megan Edge is going to take us on, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www. DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright. Every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I mean, so I always like to think about, like, how do I determine my mood, Benny? And so one of the things that I find gives me a little insight into, like, what I'm feeling that I don't express myself because I didn't grow up, like, in a place where they say, oh, honey, how are you feeling today? No, it wasn't that. Mm. Um, but there's always something that happens to me when I have a sense of what I'm feeling. But before I get to that, I want to know, Megan, about the work that you're doing, what you have put together to help people on the edge all over the world, because they can work from you with, with you from everywhere. Oh, they absolutely can. And we have this beautiful thing called Zoom or Skype or Messenger, it. you know, it's all over the place. We have so many ways of connecting with one another yeah. now which is just fabulous. It's so, it's so great that we can reach out and be in connection with one another. So certainly people can work with me uh, remotely. They can go to my website. There's a little button that says contact me and they can send me an email and I will be happy to work with people. Some of the work that I'm, well, the work that I've been doing all along is teaching. I love, love, love teaching. When I find something that's interesting, something that I've learned, a technique, a way of thinking, a belief system, and I feel that it has value or it's made an impact to me or I see the impact it has on a client, I want to share it with people. And I want to share it with people for two reasons, Pat. One is that I know the world needs healers. And that's what I call my capital H healers. We need people who are willing to step into being that person who can be of service. And that that can be their work in the world. But also because I want people to feel empowered. And at this point in time, especially, I've, I'm seeing it all around me. There's so many people feeling disempowered, feeling helpless, feeling that there isn't anything they can do to make a difference. And they're getting triggered into their own issues of worthiness and deserving and self-esteem and, and self-worth. When I can help someone see their value, experience their own value, feel their own value in their body and in their sense of self. When I can help someone see that the events in their life lives have purpose and meaning. And, and when you said it was something you said just before we went to break, um, not for the better about the experiences that some people are having. I immediately had a, a reaction to that, which is no, no, but wait, everything has value and purpose. And even though in the moment, it might not feel like there's value to what's happening, or it may feel like this is the worst thing ever, and there could never possibly be any good that comes from it. Yeah, there, there is and there can be. And for me, that's part of the healing process. That's part of the healing journey is when we get to a place where we can sit down and say, huh, all right, that was awful. However, what did I learn? How did I grow? What was I, how was I out of my comfort zone? Where was the pain? And what can I now do with this new learning or this knowing that I have that could make a difference for somebody else? Right? And that's the whole piece about being in service. Yeah. So when we talked about that, that um, we're calling it this awful incident in, in France, because it is awful what happened. But a consequence of that is that action happened. And we're seeing this all over the world. Yep. Right? There's these moments of awfulness. There was that Jap old Japanese man who was beaten up right at the very beginning of all of this somewhere in the U.S. I'm not sure where it was. Well, we almost forgot about that, didn't we? Right? These things, yeah. they, they, they've been going on since the very beginning of all of this. They've been going on since before that. But in response to COVID and all of this, people have been misbehaving in this, in this way. So what the consequence of this is that other people see this 
and say, enough already. Are you kidding me with this behavior? No, we're better than that. Like your mom, like your stepmom used to say, right? We are better than that. We don't have to participate in that kind of behavior. But more than that, we can have a voice and we can slam our hand down on the table and say, stop it. What are you doing? <laughs> this is ridiculous behavior. You know, and that may sound like shaming, but that's not actually the intention. The intention is no. to snap people out of this, yeah. this condition that they've gotten into and start to open up their eyes and look around and see this is something that's happening to everyone. Yeah, that's what the wife, the widow, that's what mm -hmm. I said earlier. That's what the widow did. But, you know, I'm chuckling a little bit because Linda, myself and Jessica have had a little, uh, we've been having a little conversation going on. And I want to talk about it because it is, ex it's funny, but it's exactly, I mean, clearly we were talking earlier about something not even related to this show. Wasn't it? And, you know, Sometimes it's hard to confront others. It yes. really is. There's some personalities and people that can say, you know, Megan, I just got to tell you, okay, from now on, every show we do, we're going to wear a mask. Actually, that's, that's a different conversation, but it is something I'm thinking about for my power up show. I could do that. Um, but part of it is you get two people together. They're going to have two different opinions. Great. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we have two different opinions. Can we agree to disagree? Yes or no? Mm -hmm. Well, not now, because we are on the edge of everything. We're not going to agree to disagree. So it's funny because we were talking about something really important. And Jessica sends me in my Zoom, um, she sends, sends me and Linda, uh, we, in my Skype rather, because sometimes we can't talk on the phone. Everybody mm -hmm. is like, but she mm -hmm. sends a little picture. And the little picture is about uh, sometimes when you're digging a hole, you just stop digging. All right, mm -hmm. then that starts it, right? So then I come back and I said, yeah, I love that. So part of what you're saying is like the definition of insanity, right? Which mm -hmm. is keep doing what you're doing over and over and over again and expecting a different result, right? right? And, and so to me, that is, yeah, let me keep going out in public and hanging around people that I'm not sure where they are in their health journey. And let me keep doing that and thinking I'm not going to get something or something not going to happen. I could keep doing that. So then, you know, Linda comes back and says, can't get grapefruit from a hardware store. Now, what does this have to do with anything? But this is a conversation about something that's actually really important to us. Mm -hmm. And then we go on. And back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, okay, Linda, and I basically say, you can't get great friends. So Linda in her beautiful Linda says, what fun is that? Keep digging and let's see how far we can go and then dump everything into it and cover the hole. <laughs> Love you, Linda. <laughs> and I thought... Wow. So what happens? I know you, how to do that. If you dig the hole and you get all the way to the other side of the planet. <laughs> but I love that. Dig yes. the hole. So Jessica's <laughs> saying, stop digging. Right. I'm saying something totally not even related to the hole. 
Mm-hmm. When they comes back and say, why do that? Why stop digging? That's no fun. Let's keep digging. Take all of our, you know what, throw it in the <laughs> hole and cover it up. But boy, see, I think that's so, that's so at some level what's happening because honestly, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, mentally, what is that line? We can't handle the truth right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah, It's a truth when I... When I read a study yesterday from my, my, I read research studies. Why? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. My friend <laughs> said, get a life pad. Are you really reading that stuff? Um, but I read this study and I thought, wow, is that, is that it? Some days mm-hmm. I want you to dig the hole and throw me in it and just cover that up. Let me breathe through a little straw. Because being on the edge of everything can feel very uncomfortable. But you have a solution and I have a solution. Let's talk about that solution if we could. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think there's more than one solution to to any of this. I mean, if you go online, you'll find lots of people that are giving lots of really great advice. They're saying, take up meditation or coloring. Have you seen the coloring for COVID coloring books that are out now? Yeah. They're really irreverent. I love them. (laughs) We could go into irreverence. There's another wonderful solution. Like, okay, yes, this is heavy stuff. Absolutely, 100% it is. And people are dying and that's awful. And in no way am I mitigating that by saying, we also need to take a breath and remember to stop taking ourselves so seriously because humor still has a place in the world. Laughter still has a place in the world. You know, giving a hug actually does still have a place in the world. And we can be a little bit irreverent and still not be disrespectful. Action. Action. You see something you don't like, what are you going to do about it? But conscious action with intention. So uh, what keeps coming into my mind, coming back to story, when I see people driving in their cars, and they've got their gloves on and they've got their masks on and there's no one else in the car with them and it's their car. Why? There is zero risk to you in your car. You don't need to be wearing your mask. And in fact, it's not healthy to wear your mask all day long because you're just recirculating your own, your own breath and that's not good for your lungs. But that notwithstanding, I might go in that moment of being a little bit judgy and just owning that and going, yeah. hmm. And then I also know that that is helping that person feel safer. That's all it is. It's a coping mechanism. You know, practically speaking, when you're out in the world and you're interacting with people, there's a purpose in wearing your mask for sure. In your own home when it's just you, but if it makes you feel better, it's like a security blanket. All right. So what are the things that you could do to help yourself feel safer? And if it's hand sanitizing all day long or it's wearing your mask, all day long. Awesome. Not my place to make a comment on you in your car with your mask on. Although I might think it up here. I won't, you know, because <laughs> <I wouldn't> <laughs> no. there's, I'm sure there's things I'm doing that people are looking at me and go, wait, what, why, what, what are you doing? You know? So there's these little things that we can do throughout our day to help us to feel like we have some sense of control. We have some we have oh. some way of, of being okay in our space. 
whatever you know, that's I, like. I was talking to somebody with, uh, there was a couple of young kids and I was walking my friend's dog and we're walking around and we just stopped six feet, chit chat. And, and they were asking me, what do we hear people are doing? I said, you know, I don't know. But I said, you know, I found something interesting. And I said, I was looking at some snorkel masks online. And I said, they're really cool, right? They cover your whole deal. Um, and they have a breathing thing, which you can actually put something in that will screen out, right, in their little breathing compartment. And I said, the other thing I noticed about them is snorkel masks, they have these things at the top, but they the air doesn't come in and out in the same way. They have like a double tube. And mm. I'm telling her and I'm talking to her <laughs> and I'm saying, you know, I thought this was a really good idea. And I, and I said, you know, you can buy this stuff that will filter your air coming in and out. Have these dogs next day walking around, run into them again. And she said to me, my daughter loved your idea. She said, thanks to you, I had to buy my daughter a $70 <laughs> snorkel mask. And I said, oh, she said, yeah. She said, I could not get my daughter to wear a mask, like the white mask. Uh -huh. she said, but I can't take, the, I can't get this snorkel mask off of her. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, if that's yeah. going to work, if that's yeah. what you're going to do. And then the mom went on to say, you know, if they go back to school, they have to wear masks. And I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, mm. I don't have any children going to school, so I don't know the rules. And I said, oh, yeah. She said, my daughter wants to wear the snorkel mask. <laughs> and I'm holding my breath. And she looked at me and she said, do you mind? You're, you're, you do a radio show, right? Do you mind writing a note for the principal? So my child could wear the snorkel mask. <laughs> and I just thought, this is like the coolest conversation I have had about this since it started. Right. Day three, <laughs> I'm walking the dogs, their last walk, dog walk. I don't run into them directly, but I can see them. She's got the mask on. And I thought, I started to feel a little odd about it because did I do something wrong? And you know what it reminds me of? We have to be creative here. This is like how mama got me to eat broccoli. Right. <laughs> um, but it's a little humor in the mm -hmm. middle of a big pandemic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that reminds me, I, uh, I wanted to share this with you and who's, who's ever watching us. Okay. So this is, you'll notice on the um, fedora that I just put on, there are pink flamingos. I love that. And you see that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And then I have my pink flamingo on my water glass. Oh, very nice. <laughs> wow. You're like matchy. Totally matchy. We love pink flamingos. We have a whole pink flamingo theme up here. Do you here. have a pink flamingo mask? Well, no, not yet. Because that's now what I... I've got to see. I've got to see the pink flamingo, like with the little tail. I got pink flamingos outside. But here we are, right? This is this is the part of living on the edge of everything or being on the edge of everything is this question. And man, I this hit me hard. And Linda mm. and Jessica get the brunt of this. Does it feel safe to question the status pro? So when mm -hmm. I talk to them, I say something like, 
I have got to do something different with the Power Up show. Mm -hmm. We've got to do this, this, and this. And so you don't always get the big hug. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, go team, go team. They're like, why? Mm -hmm. And then it's hard to explain. But how does that feel to you? And what does it mean here as we wrap this up and mm -hmm. talk about what's really going on on the edge? Well, one of the places I wanted to land on and possibly leave us with is this concept of fear. <laughs> because that's what's fueling most of the behaviors that we're seeing right now and most of the decision-making process. And not all of it's rational. And when we talk about what are, what can we question or what could we not question, is it okay to have an opinion that is contrary to the other person's opinion or the cultural opinion or whatever that is, if we're fearful of expressing ourselves in a respectful manner, then we're shutting ourselves down, first of all. But secondly, fear can be your ally. And what I teach my students and my clients is find out what your fear is and then let's ask your fear a really important question, which is, why are you here? And what do you have for me to work with? Right? If the fear is getting sick, then why? What is it about getting sick that is so fearful, that is bringing up fear for you? You ask the question from a place of curiosity. In fact, that would be what I would want to leave everybody with today. As you go through and you're on the edge of everything, and you see the things that are happening in the world and you're having your own triggers and responses to it, step back, count to three and get curious. Why am I fearful? What is it that I'm afraid of? Why am I afraid of it? I'm asking from a place of curiosity, not from self-judgment, right? Not from self-recrimination or anything like that, but from a place of curiosity. Because once you get curious, you can start to hear and, and listen to the answers that are showing up for you. And once you have your answers, you can move out of the fear because it's no longer serving you. You can move into something else. The fear has a, has a place. It has a reason for being. It's a part of who you are, and it's trying to tell you something. So instead of reacting to the fear with like a knee-jerk reaction, sit with it, feel it in your body, and then get curious about it. This perhaps is that solution that you were asking about a few minutes ago yeah. that we were just talking about you know, what would be my solution yeah. get curious about your fear and ask it ask it what it is and how it's serving you and then decide if you still need it and perhaps you can move through it and past it and show up in the world in a different way yeah i have to tell you you really nailed it because when i have done that at different points and times in my life man i'll tell you it has led me to a whole new level in relationships mm -hmm. and sometimes it's you leave the relationship but what mm -hmm. a great bit of advice megan please give out your website again and let people know how they can work with you directly all of the above we are i'm at meganedge.ca you can get a hold of me uh, email is the best way to reach me and then you can also find me on linkedin under megan edge healing i'm on facebook that's uh, megan edge and then my business page is megan edge healing and youtube Megan Edge Healing, pretty much put in Megan Edge Healing. <laughs> you <will. laughs> You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network, providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, 
visit her website at meganedge.ca.